What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No BS Finance. Today, we are going to build on the economy episode and begin talking about private and public companies. So that's going to be the base of today's podcast. Um, As always, I kind of have to go into the nitty gritty here of this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not meant as investment advice. My email, my Instagram in the show notes if you want to ask any questions or if you have any real life scenarios you want me to cover on the podcast. If you're interested in more of like a one-on-one consult, anything like that, shoot me an email and I'm happy to help out in any way. Other than that, Let's kick off this episode on the different types of companies. As mentioned, in this podcast, I'm going to get specific about the different types of companies in the economy. Today, we're going to get into what private and public companies are, how they kind of fit into the big picture, how they work, that kind of stuff. And then finally, we'll finish off as always in how it matters to you. So let's get into it. We're going to start with private companies. So I'm sure some of us didn't know that there were two different types of companies and maybe some of us did, but didn't know what the difference really was. So let's start this out. Private companies. Private companies are essentially companies that are not listed on a stock exchange and are quote privately held unquote. And basically that's the definition. That's all it is, but let's get into a bit more so we don't confuse this. The best way I can really demonstrate this is through an example. And yes, um, I'm going to get into more about stock exchanges and stuff when we talk about public companies. So leave your questions there and I'll pick it back up then. So in this example, so let's say, um, let's say I decide to start a business and it's going to be called, I don't know, Nick's awesome company. Yes. Great company. We sell all kinds of stuff. It's beautiful. When I incorporate that company, I need to register with the region, country, and a bunch of documents and fill them all out. As part of this process, shares need to be issued. So another word for shares could be stock, um, securities, um, just another name for shares. So shares need to be issued. We're going to get into different types of shares in a future episode, but shares need to be issued. So shares essentially represent ownership of a company, common shares at least. And so, okay, so that's the baseline right now. So shares essentially represent ownership of a company. So I've incorporated this company and now I need to issue shares. So let's say I'm starting this company and I want 1 million shares. And yes, you can do whatever amount you want. It's your company. You could have a billion shares for all I care. So I have now incorporated Nick's awesome company and I am the sole shareholder with 1 million shares. So shareholder obviously just means that I hold shares of the company and that could be used for public. That could be used for any company. If you hold shares of a company, common shares, you are a shareholder. Now I could have joined with a partner and given, I don't know, if I still had 1 million shares, I could have given them 500,000 and I could have taken 500,000 and therefore I would have owned 50% of the company. They would have owned the other 50%. The ownership percentage is kind of defined as the total shares you own divided by the total outstanding or total shares available, if that makes sense. So if say I had 700,000 shares, my partner had 300,000, then I would own 70% of the company. Essentially, I'm taking my 700,000 divided by the total. So I've now incorporated this company, but it is 
privately held because I hold it and if I had a partner, only us hold it. Um, so now, this was obviously a very small example. So Nick's awesome company, um, pretty small, I'm the only shareholder. But there are tons of really large, well-known companies that are still privately held. Um, this includes places like Deloitte or KPMG, goat company, um, SC Johnson, Gordon Food Services, like there's a ton, guys. And some of them can be absolutely massive. Um, and after hearing some of those names that you probably recognize, you might be going, how can they still be considered private companies if we know about them and they're so big? I know when I first learned about private companies, I was like, oh, they're generally, they're probably just super small and that's why uh, they're private. But that's not the case. Um, private companies can be massive. The only difference is that they're not listed on a stock exchange. They can be huge. They can have a bunch of shareholders, but the shares are hard to buy and sell because they aren't on an exchange. An exchange um, gives you a more readily available price, which we will get into in a second. So let's do one more example here. So I've started Nick's awesome company. I have 1 million shares. But now I'm like, fuck, like I don't have enough money to grow this company. So I go to investors to give me money. And they'll want ownership of the company to kind of buy in. So think about like a Shark Tank or a Dragon's Den. Like people go on there, they have this company, maybe they're doing really well and they're like, fuck, I need more money. And they're, I don't know, whoever's on that show, Mark Cuban or whatever, will be like, hey, I'll give you this amount of money for a 5% stake in your company. That's 5% ownership of the company. And that's basically what you give away when you um, take on private investors. And that's how you raise money is you got to give away some ownership of your company. Um, so let's say I could sell 30% of my company to five different investors for a certain amount of money. Now, so let's say I was the sole shareholder. I had a million shares. I owned 100%. And now I'm like, I need money. So I sell 30% of my company to five different investors for, I don't know, X amount of money. Now I have 70% ownership and the other five shareholders hold 30%. Now you might be like, why does this ownership really matter? The ownership matters because they can decide the direction of the company and which way it goes. So that's why... Um, what's a good example? Maybe like Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg held, I think over 50% for like the longest time. I don't think he still does, but by holding over 50% of the shares, he can control the company. He has the majority vote regardless of how anybody else votes, if that makes sense. So anyways, so I went to these private investors. Um, I have 70%, they have 30%. But the difficult thing to see with private companies is how much is that, how much is a share worth? You don't really know because it's not listed. They're a lot more difficult to buy and sell than something like an Apple or a Tesla. Like if I went and looked up, what was a good example? Like a KPMG share, I don't fucking know how much it's worth. Like no one, no one does unless you go super in depth into it and look at all the financials and like try and come up with maybe like an estimate share price as opposed to something like an Apple or a Tesla where I could go Google and be like Tesla share price today and it would be, I don't know, like 900 bucks, whatever it is. Mainly, so this is all because there's no readily available price for a share of a private company. So 
generally this is how a private company works. Um, they work very similar to a public company, except they're just not listed. Um, you can still have different shareholders. You can still have investors and stuff like that, but it's a lot harder to get a share price and it's not listed on an exchange. So now let's move into public companies. Now, as I've mentioned, public companies are listed on an exchange. So I'm gonna start with how this happens and then I'm gonna talk about what an exchange is and get into that detail. Cause I know a lot of people have questions about like what exactly a stock exchange or a stock market is. So I'm gonna carry on from the previous example cause I love Nick's awesome company. So Nick's awesome company. Now I have 70% ownership. I'm a 70% shareholder and I have five others as 30% shareholders. Now the company's going along and I'm like, damn, I really want to grow more. I want more money. I want more capital as they say. And the best way to do this, honestly, to raise capital is to go public or what is called an IPO or an initial public offering. We're going to get into that into the we're going to get into the details of that in the very next episode of No BS Finance, so hang on if you're interested in IPOs. So, I decide that I want to go public or IPO or yeah. So, going public can raise a ton of capital for the business. I'm going to give a very high-level example of this right now. So if we're going to go public with, I don't know, say 10 million extra shares, each with an initial price of $15 a share. So I go, hey, like I'm, I want to give out 10 more, 10 million more shares and I'm going to set the price at $15 a share. Not exactly how it works, but that's very high level example. So if you think about this, 10 million extra shares at $15 a share, if I release that, they all get sold, that's $150 million in capital raised. That's a lot of money and a lot more than what private investors will give you. So we all agreed to go public at a price of $15 a share while issuing 10 million shares. So as soon as we go public slash get listed on an exchange, which is a process you have to get... Um, authorization by the Security Exchange Commission or the SEC. You have to go through a bunch of underwriting and stuff like that, but that's for another story and not really of that much interest. So I get listed on exchange, I go public, and now the public, so people like me and you, can now start buying and selling those 10 million shares, kind of like we buy and sell Tesla or Apple or Amazon, stuff like that. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is this will dilute the ownership percentage we have. But what I didn't do in this example is you can make sure that before you go public, that the initial shareholders will still high, hold a high ownership percentage. So in this case, we only had, I can't even remember how many shares we had outstanding from the previous example, 1 million shares. So if I release 10 million, I'm diluting the, the ownership percentage based on um, total number of shares. Because say if like, those 10 million shares come out and some really rich people buy them and say three people buy those 10 million shares, my ownership percentage is significantly diluted, significantly. Whereas if like one person each bought 10 million shares, my ownership percentage is still really high, if that kind of makes sense. Because I own a million shares and everybody else only owns like one. So it's all relative, but generally before a company goes public, they will make sure that the existing shareholders still hold a high percentage that they can still kind of run the company as opposed to a random person 
buys a million shares and suddenly they run the company. Hopefully that makes sense. So now the company is listed on exchange and we are public. Woohoo, good for us, we did it. But now let's get into the previous question about what is a stock exchange or stock market? So a stock exchange is essentially a place where shares of publicly held companies are bought and sold. So now Nick's awesome company could be bought and sold by anyone as easily as an Apple or Amazon. Now there are several exchanges that you might've heard of such as the TSX, the New York Stock Exchange, the NASDAQ, um, TSX is Toronto Stock Exchange by the way. So those are like the big ones. And you probably have heard that, um, I don't know, just like on the news when, I don't know, when the AM radio comes on, they're like, oh, the TSX is up hundred points today. Like that is generally, that's the exchange. Um, so essentially these are just places where people can buy and sell your stock and buy and sell other stocks. Um, and now by having a public company, everyone, so let's try and describe this. So I have a public company. So Nick's awesome company is now public. Everyone knows what one share of my company is worth as opposed to being private where they couldn't see. So this is due, this is due to like people buying and selling the stock. They can decide, um, maybe, maybe $15 that I, um, that we listed at is too expensive and people are just selling the share, selling the share. And it comes down to like $5 and then it stabilizes. Then you're like, okay, reasonable investors believe that my one share of Nick's awesome company is worth $5. That's great. That's fine. It's whatever. Whereas it could go the other way. And maybe I listed $15 and they're like, holy fuck, like this is cheap. Like I think it's worth way more. I'm going to buy, 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 buy. And eventually the stock goes up to, I don't know, 25, 30 bucks. That's great too. Now we can see that one share of my company is worth maybe $30. That's good too. So if I decided to, um, raise more capital and send out more shares. Now I could sell them at $30 as opposed to the 15 that I did before. So you see how you see how that kind of changes. Like it's basically based on supply and demand a lot of the time. Um, so the final thing I want to touch on here is why would you stay private and why would you not immediately go public? Like look at the capital you could raise, like unbelievable. Like you're accessing millions of dollars now. Um, mainly a public company comes with a lot more regulation, like a lot of stuff, like accounting, a lot more, a, a lot more accounting, a lot more legal stuff, regulation, stuff like that. So you have to report financials quarterly, maybe even monthly. Um, you have to keep up to date with SEC regulations. There are regulations if you can sell your own stock and there are a ton of filings. So you need to be a very large company. Um, you need to have a very large accounting department and yeah, so there's just like, it's, it's very, it's a lot more difficult than being private, especially when you're, if you're private and you're doing fine and you don't need initial cap or you don't need more capital, then there's no real point of going public and dealing with this, um, I guess, extra effort when you have the money, you have like a very good, um, ownership breakup, stuff like that. And there's just, there's a lot more fluctuation in the value of the company when you go public. There's a lot more, I guess, white noise and background noise and stuff that you gotta deal with. So a lot of companies just don't wanna put up with it. So the final thing I wanna to cover today, as always, is let's bring it back to you. Why does it matter to you? On one hand, it lets you know 
what you are actually buying when you invest in stocks. Um, I'd say 99.99% of the time, you're buying a public company unless you're a family member or a friend or you have a ton of money and you're investing in a private company because they came up to you, that kind of thing. Um, and technically, you're buying ownership of a company every time, probably. Uh, we'll get into kind of the different shares in a future episode, but usually you're buying ownership of a company, although usually a very, very small percentage. Um, like if you think about an Apple, they probably have like, I actually don't know how many shares they have outstanding, but probably like, I don't know, hundreds of millions. And if you buy like 50, you're, you're, you're not, you're, you're not a whole lot, I guess you're, you have a very small ownership percentage and you don't really have a say in how the company is run in any way. Um, on another hand, it also helps you understand why maybe you see a large company, uh, KPMG, a Deloitte, a SC Johnson, that kind of thing, and it's not listed on an exchange. They're private. Um, further, I hope the public part kind of helps you understand what exactly a stock exchange is. It's just a place where you can go in, buy and sell shares, and is regulated by the SEC. Um, finally, I think one of the most important takeaways is understanding what exactly private equity firms do. I think a lot of people misunderstand what these firms do and they kind of wonder why they make so much money, why it seems like so prestigious and all this stuff. Essentially, PE firms are companies that do very similar things as the people do as the people on Shark Tank do. They come in, they give companies money, um, they help them grow. They usually will aid in like the management of the company, um, all this stuff. And overall, the overall goal of a PE firm, I know that there's goals. They want to see companies succeed and all that kind of good stuff. But overall, they want to see them go public. Um, for example, let's say I was an angel investor or a private equity investor, and I gave the company 50 million for 20 million shares or a 20% stake. So I've invested 50 million, I get 20 million shares and a 20% stake. So I have 20% ownership in the company. That puts each share at a value of $2.50 per share. So it's okay. So let's say that after a while, the company decides to go public, they IPO. And after six months of trading, the shares kind of stabilize and they're worth $30 a share. That's what people believe they're worth. So now my $50 million investment is now worth $600 million. So you see how PE firms really want that company to do well. They want them to get big. They want them to go public. And then they kind of, they can exit the company. They can exit those shares because while they're private, it's very hard to sell shares. Once you're in, it's very hard to get rid of those shares. But at the same time, it can also work the opposite way. Um, private companies can be inherently more risky. So say my 50 million investment for 20 million shares, say the company goes bankrupt in four years, then you're out $50 million. Like it can be like, it's, you can't really offload those shares. You just kind of be like, okay, well that didn't work out. Fuck. So that's, that's kind of what private, um, equity firms do. That's yes. There's more detail to it than that, but on a broad basis, that's kind of what they do. The final thing is you may be thinking, why can't I invest in private companies? Well, you can. You need to have really deep pockets so you can um, help them raise capital. You may need to have really good management experience along with that, um, along with that money so you can kind of help them grow. 
And the, the other thing is, well, I guess if you were like a friend or a family from like when they started up, then you could probably have some shares maybe. Um, but generally, why would they sell you shares of the company if you don't have money or you don't have expertise? It doesn't really make sense for a private company. Like as a public, uh, a public company or a public investor, you can just buy, sell shares. You don't really need to deal with the management of the company or invest like a ton. You can buy one share kind of thing. So yeah, private companies, you just need to have a lot more expertise and um, that kind of stuff. So hopefully that all makes sense to you. And now you know like why you can buy and sell some companies, but not the other ones, what a stock exchange is and kind of what shares, stocks, securities kind of are. So that's going to be a wrap on today's episode. Um, I hope you learned something new. I hope you learned um, kind of about the private and public companies, but a few key takeaways just as a reminder, private companies are not listed and public companies are. Public companies are companies that you can easily buy and sell and will honestly make up a lot of your investing portfolio. They just will because that's just the way it is. Um, all companies have shares and private company investing requires deep pockets and a lot of knowledge and can either go really well, meaning that they IPO and you make a killing or they can go really bad in which you invest all this money and then they go bankrupt and then you lose all that money. So, those are some of the key takeaways from today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned something new. Um, if you have questions about anything on today's podcast, shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, if you want something more personalized and custom suited to you, maybe the podcast is good, but you're not really getting exactly what you need, shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Instagram. Happy to help out. Other than that, guys, thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys have a great day, and we'll see you next week where we are going to cover all things IPOs.